The information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. While many of the people here have some form of mental health training, they are not your mental health professional. This podcast is not a replacement for mental or physical care or for the diagnosis of any mental health illness or condition. No pad. <laughs> What's this? Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> you like that? There you go, Nate. <laughs> That's what the hell? You're we are professionals here. <laughs> That's why. That's why Nate was dancing before. I was wondering what he was doing. Nate's like, Nate's like doing yeah, this know, thing. Like, Nate, and I'm like, I'm like, doing the, he, I thought, I, I honestly thought he was with somebody. Doing, that's what I thought. I went to go look in the Twitch chat really quick, and I'm like, nobody's asking for a dance. Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for the Guardians MH podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Goku, and with me tonight, we have Joe. Hello. Nate. Howdy. Alan. What's up? And Matt. Hey, hey. If you're joining us for the first time, Guardians MH is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community and with being a first step in assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Our podcast is another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion of mental health and gaming topics. So tonight, we are happy to welcome our guest, uh, Bill. How are you doing, hello, Bill? Hello, I am well, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us, man. It's been it's such an honor. I know you've had uh, me and uh, Dr. Goku on, and you've spoke with us in the past and invited us on uh, one of your charity streams that you've done. It was such an honor to be included and to come on and talk with you. And uh, you're just one of the nicest guys in the world. I mean, it's always a pleasure chatting with you and having the opportunity to you know pick up a conversation whenever we get the opportunity. So thanks a lot for coming on with us. I am I am thrilled to death to be here. Um, I, I I always I I have to say you guys are the group that I point to first when people talk about you know um, dealing with with uh, mental health issues on law, uh, dealing with mental health issues as far far as far as um, online resources. So yes, I am I am I'm extremely the uh, 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 grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment, man. We appreciate yeah. it. We try. Yes. We, yeah, we try. That's the key word, try. That's right. One of the things that we actually do enjoy doing, too, is also paying it forward to other organizations. No organization is a one-stop shop. You know, you're naive. If, you're organi- if you think your organization is that, you're naive. Every organization does something absolutely spectacular and amazing for people and it would be just 
wrong to not highlight them and guide people to those resources. So we, we love being able to guide people to them because there's just so many great resources out there. And, you know, if we all work together, we can do incredible things for everyone in and out of the gaming community. That's what we do. Yes. And each and every organization tends to do things just a little bit differently Mm-hmm. than others even though they're all example in the, in the mental health field even though they're have that singular focus each organization brings a, a little something different yes yes but why don't we uh dive right into it what what has everybody been playing what have you guys been playing bill what have you been playing lately um Actually, I've been playing some uh, playing. Play, I played some Warzone. I've been playing Warzone, and um, I've I, I I have evolved to the point where I mistake rocks for people in the game, <laughs> which is unfortunate. <laughs> actually, but no, actually today I I, I uh, today on the recommendation of a friend, I downloaded it's a it's I downloaded a game from Steam. It is free to play. It's it's the it's the first offering from um, Amazon called called uh, uh, a crucible it's sort of like overwatch meets destiny has has some interesting features i played it a little bit today to get kind of used to the movement uh, i'm excited for that one so i've been seeing a lot about that game recently a lot of yeah. the- yeah, i've kind of seen it dabbled here and there yeah mm-hmm. dr lupo was actually playing it um earlier this morning it looks looks like a good game yeah hmm. it does. I've been hearing good things about a Warzone as well. Uh, yeah. I have it. I just haven't really uh, sat down and played it, but I, I've been hearing good things about it. Well, it's a, the, so the, the funny thing about Warzone for me um, is that I have to I have to readjust my entire mindset. Playing right. Warzone, playing Warzone, and playing Destiny Two are two completely different shooters. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so I have to think much more, much more. Uh, much more to tactically uh, playing Warzone. I have to. I have to really specialize my loadouts. I have to always think two and three steps ahead, especially with the map. It's a totally different game. I am horrible at it right now. But then I also remember this: I was horrible playing PvP in the, in in in, in the, the Destiny until I decided I'm going to be good at this. So it's just one one of those next. Next step things, you know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to trying Warzone. Kind of need to get a, a group of people to play it with, but it kind of brings me back to my Battlefield days. So back in Bad Company Two, and certainly when Battlefield Three was kind of the, the main game, that was my jam. Me and a group of people would play Battlefield Three all the time. I don't think I've ever played Battlefield ever. I remember Battlefield Three. Oh, I when that came it was out. so good. Was that yeah. so good? Is that like the Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two to to the Battlefields? Like that was the good one. Uh, well, the good ones were Bad Company Two, which was a little yes. bit more comical, and then Battlefield Three. It was the first. Well, real implementation of the new Frostbite engine, and it just yeah. looked gorgeous for the time. I remember all the ads about, you know, can your can your PC run Battlefield 3? That was the mm-hmm. the, the that big was the thing. thing. That it, was, it was that new crisis. Yep. Oh, okay. And the Got thing it. is, we were playing it on PS3 at the time. Mm-hmm. 
And so we were locked oh, to <laughs> 16v16. How do you yeah, remember on PC, this? <laughs> on PC, it was 32v32. So it was a 64-man uh, server. Mm. And when Battlefield 4 came out on PS3, it was still locked to 16v16. But as soon as you hopped onto PS4 for Battlefield 4, it opened up the 64-player maps, and oh my god, the chaos. <laughs> it was so much fun. I remember that game vividly. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm going to have to listen to some stories here here in the near future from both of you guys because <laughs> just looking at your you know, expressions here, reminiscing over this game is just entertaining in itself. Uh, and surprisingly, Battlefield 3 still has a very active user base. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. Like a 10-year-old game. <laughs> wow, that's kind of surprising, actually. Oh, people still play Witcher and, you know, Destiny 1. I mean... True. There's still yeah, a community there. I mean, shoot, they still have tournaments for the original Smash Brothers and, you know, Smash six, you know, yep, Melee. Melee and 64 are big in tournament yeah. scenes, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, totally. Matt, what have you been playing? I've been playing a ton of Overwatch, actually, recently Ooh. with the new event that just came out, the anniversary event. So I've been playing a ton of Overwatch. And this little game that I found at PAX East, not this year, the following, uh, the, the year before, mm-hmm. called Mage Quit. Yeah, I know that okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I got into, I played it for a little bit. I put it down. I got back into it. I forgot how much fun it is to have like 10 little wizards just fighting it out on an island and, <laughs> and like a winner take all thing. It's great. I so wish that's kind of. Some of these other games would get more more spotlight because yeah. some of these uh, little or lesser name studios and games are just so much fun. And oh man, I remember that one. I yeah, that was a, that one was a lot of fun. Every year I've gone to PAX, I actually you know how you just go around and you just grab everything. I have every year I have like I don't know where it is, but somewhere in my office, there's like uh, I have a giant bag that has a bag for every year of packs I've been to. So every single year you open that bag and there's all the like cards and flyers and all that little stuff. Like I found Chips Ahoy cookies from four (laughs) years ago that one of the booths was handing out in in excessive amounts. And I grabbed a bunch of them because you forget to eat while you're at conventions and this and that. I thought, like, you know what? This would be really good. And, uh, you know, this was uh, actually... The, I think the Cookie Brigade was was there. Uh, we the highlight them. We highlight them at our booth. We did this year. We put them on the corner <sighs> uh, to... Dude, I'll tell you what, and you can ask Alan, I don't know how many times people came into the diversity lounge and looked at our booth and go, that's the cookie brigade. I go, yeah, of course. We actually put a corner to our booth and dedicated to the cookie brigade to bring snacks into the diversity lounge because people forget to eat when they see it. They're reminded and they pick up cookie. I think they came two or three times to empty the till that filled up yeah. and they were so thankful. And we pushed out so many cookies. <laughs> People were more shocked that the cookies weren't for sale. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They always They're are free? free. I can <laughs> take always, one. Yeah. They always are. Yeah. Alan, what have you been playing? Oh, not much of anything. Unfortunately, 
I'm lucky if I have enough time to not fall asleep on the couch when I get home. So super busy. Uh, just not not so much busy, just hard work, tiring. Yeah, gotcha. But well, I'd like I'd like I'd love to jump back into some some destiny. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. Uh, Nate, where you been playing? I I actually just uh, right before we came on the cast here was grinding out some of the uh, the beginning of the lie, the Felwinner's Lie Quest. Oh, so oh, if you haven't the... finished that yet, I don't want to spoil it, but man, that's good stuff at the end. Oh, it really is good more. stuff. Ooh. Somebody, oh, somebody put it in uh, on Twitter, and I'm one of those people that I don't mind spoilers and stuff, but they <laughs> wrote out like the synopsis. Yeah. I, I emailed it to my brother, and uh, he was just like, no freaking way. Yeah. It's blowing oh, my yeah. mind, and I can't wait. It, okay. I, 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 I'm telling you right now, that first step, so when you go to uh, 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 a lost stock and you go to those those three spots, remember what Anna says, because when you get to the last step and you hear that story, it's all going to come together. So if you don't want spoilers, that's fine. I get it. I'm just saying, this is good stuff. And after that, you have to grind like hell to get all those shotgun kills. Yep. See, I got uh, I got tipped off on that one. Um <laughs> A couple of buddies of mine from from my uh, from my clan were like, uh, "Go into um, uh, what's the whisper of the worm? You get into that one little room that's just got the the, the thrall that spawn over and over and over and over and over again." Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'm I'm at seventy nine percent. So 79%. Yeah, I did the uh, castleum from uh, Leviathan. Right, that's another good spot. But yeah, the, I mean the, the, the thrall just keep coming and coming and coming. It's, it took yeah. me like two hours to, to get yeah. all because it's a thousand kills with a shotgun. So it's oh, it's boy. a good two hours of grind, grinding. Uh, I know what I'm doing this weekend. Yep. Row on a podcast and kill some things with a shotgun. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's 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 basically the, the only bit of gaming I've, I've been able to get in this week. It's been uh, it's been pretty hectic with, you know, work's been kind of sideways. So uh, I finally got to sit down and. You know, the kids were taken care of and grinded out just to finally fire it up. I know we're going to touch on it, but the lore in that quest is just ooh, makes me excited for what's to come. Absolutely. I, I think once, once it all comes out, what's going to happen, I think so. I don't, I don't know if anybody remembers the, remembers the glitch that, that happened about a week and a half ago, where if you loaded into the tower there's a possibility that if you walk to Zavala and turned around to face Eververse, yeah. you, you, you could see part of the tower was damaged. There's a lot there. There's a lot to that. That when I heard that story, I'm like, that little piece makes a ton of sense right now. So, I think so. I wasn't trying to read into that all too much. I'm like, that well, could be anything. But see, here's the thing. So I don't want to spoil it, but once you hear the end of it. So if you watch watched what happened early on when you when you so when the so when the bunker on um uh, on um, IO IO opened up and you walked in you got that got that scene right and, and he had 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 a vala there and he says okay Rasputin I believe in you uh, I trust you. Once you hear the rest of this, don't really like, trust Rasputin no more. <laughs> oh, Zavala's gonna be pissed off. <laughs> yep, exactly. Just saying. 
Rasputin has evolved we'll get to, to that. become a manipulator finally. Mm-hmm. Hold yeah. that thought. Because we will get to that when we get to the gaming news part. But uh, real quick, uh, Dr. Goku, what have you been playing? Uh, haven't been playing much. Um, been watching movies, like I said, lately. But uh, played a little bit of Doom uh, Eternal. So kind of getting my way through that. Finished the, the lie quest. Again, so much grinding for those shotgun kills. But last night, for some odd reason, I was just... I could play Doom, could play Final Fantasy, but I decided to play Sim City on my PC because I've had it for ages, uh, and I, I used to play it on my my old clunker, and actually finally booted it up on a decent PC and played for like two hours. It, it's a game that you can just get sucked in, and it's just mindless. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played Sim City in forever. That's, I haven't that's, seen a Sims game being played in front of me for like. Oh, it was a go-to. Yeah, and you could just put it on, and you get to a point where it kind of maintains itself. And there was at one point in time, I, I had it on one of the con. I think it was uh, it came out for uh, NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, was- so yeah, original Sim, uh, Sim City, and so I had it. I had it to where it was just running and running and running and running, and I'd go to school, and then I'd come back, and when, when I got home, I'd have hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars, and I'd go and do all my upgrades, and then let it roll. And then one day I came home and my NES was off and my mother was very upset that I had left this thing on. <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something along the lines of you turned it on, started this, walked away, came back like two days later and there was an entire town that was constructed while you were gone. Oh no, no. <laughs> In fact, sometimes you'd come back and it was completely deconstructed because, you know, Godzilla would just show up. What? Yep. See, that's why I never no. got really into The Sims because I'm the guy that would build a city and then just start spawning natural disasters just to see what happened. Wait, like you could actually call Godzilla to come through the city? Yeah, there's a button. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like a button. tornado, Lizard. make an earthquake. Yeah. Well, good old Sim City. I might have to play this game now just to do yeah. that. So uh, <laughs> in the new one, uh, I have the superhero expansion. So you can have Maximus, which is the superhero. And then I don't remember the name of the other guy. I think it's Dr. Vu or whatever it's called. So you build both of them up at the same time. So you send out henchmen, then you send out the superhero to capture the henchmen. And it's just this infinite loop. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> game i need to play a little right <laughs> yeah and it's been out for a while because i think this came back out in 2015 14 15 maybe earlier uh i don't know i'd have to do a quick uh fact <laughs> check on that one uh but we'll come back to that but uh i have just been playing some destiny lately played some destiny over the weekend Actually, uh, three of us did. Uh, Dr. Goku, Matt, and I yeah. actually jumped mm-hmm. on a stream uh, Saturday night and uh, did a stream for one of the charity streams uh, for the uh, Last Rites and Destiny 2 esports that they were doing for us. And that was a lot of fun. I had a blast with that. And uh, crime in Italy, I think we were up to <laughs> three in the morning or something. Yeah. It was it was fun, but the next day was, was not so fun. Um, 
it's been a no, while but, since uh, I played uh, that early into the morning. Any video yeah. game, for that matter. <laughs> Welcome to Destiny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was a lot of fun. But I was just, uh, I'd just been playing Destiny, going right along. I did play a little bit of another game, just, uh, just briefly. It was uh, the name escapes me off the top of my head. The abbreviation, I think, is uh, ADHD, and I can't remember. It's it, it's it, it's called a a, a, a dual handed disaster. Yes, yes, a dual handed so, disaster that takes oh, some wow. hand eye coordination. That so so true story. I went to Evo twenty seventeen, the very first event that I ever went to that I covered, and I met a a a, a, a JC. He's the he's the dev, and I saw the original um, iteration of that game. I went back the next year and he had changed dude i'm he is an awesome dude and that he game is. is hard that game is, is really really hard it's very challenging he has put his soul into that game yep it, it, it's it's a one person dev team yep yes. uh, I, i'm in his discord uh i chat yeah. with him every so often but i love yeah. playing the game and dude he uh anything you find something in that game or if you have a suggestion mm-hmm. and it works out he will implement it and yeah, he's, he's an wicked awesome cool. dude He's an we're awesome tr- dude. We're yeah. trying to figure out a good time to have him come on the podcast oh, yeah. and chat with us. Yeah. Uh, that'd be a great, great opportunity. I know we got Gabe from, uh, he is the psychologist on staff at Six Wing Studio. He's coming on, I believe, next month to okay. chat with us. Nice. Uh, he's a great, great person too. Gabe, oh God. I know you. Uh, a couple of you guys have interacted with him in the server. I don't think you knew who he was but uh he's a great guy um no yeah great uh well bill while you're chatting and you have the mic in front of you uh why don't you tell us all a little bit more about you and people that might not know who you are or you know what kind of content you create and this and that and uh why don't you introduce uh everybody to you well thank you like i said thank you for having me dr goku and Joe and Nate, Alan and Matt, I've, 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 I've interviewed you, Joe, I think two separate times. And the second time was on a stream. I did like March the 7th, where, where I had you and you and Dr. Goku. And we were talking about, um, about mental health and mindfulness. Anyway, I like content that answers why that's my whole thing is why, why this decision, why this game, why why make that choice why 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 and it works in business it works in life um and so i i mean i know as a 48 year old guy i'm not gonna be super awesome gamer pvp guy that shoots everybody and does all the awesome things on stream so i try to focus on why and that's really the for me the me the core question i guess as when it comes to comes to our entire entire existence, why 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 am I here? Why am I doing this? What the heck am I supposed to be doing right now? And so I um I I don't tend to get wrapped up in the drama and the day to day decisions of uh, on a micro level. I like the like a a, a macro view and. So I try to see things with perspective. And the great thing about it is I'm 48 years old. I come from a time when there was no internet. I, uh, I say this often and 
people laugh about it. You know, I owned an Atari 2600. I owned an Atari 2600. My first experience on the internet was was on um, AOL, uh, uh, a dial-up in 1997. So I've, I, I lived in the time before the, before the connectivity, and thank God that I did, because all the stupid things that I did as a teenager, nobody remembers them because they're not on the internet. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, That's an advantage. Know, That's it an is. advantage. It's a major advantage. Anyway, so I, <laughs> so I make content talking about why and so i like i like going into the business aspect of gaming gaming esports in general needs some business acumen at the moment and so i i try to offer that i mean i haven't an mba and it's 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 it provides me like i said it provides me the opportunity to look at things from a macro level when you're talking about why stuff happens and it's not as hard as everybody thinks humans in general make things way harder than they have to be because that's just how humans are. And so I, I, I find that the usually the simplest explanation is the best. And I believe that's called um, Occam's uh, razor where usually the, the, the simplest explanation is usually right. People get wrapped up in up in conspiracy theories because they watched too many James Bond movies. So that's just <laughs> that's just where I come from. <laughs> it it serves pretty well. I've worked it at four different different startups in the uh, 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 gaming space. I'm now on Twitch. I'm I'm a build a a conqueror. And uh, people ask me, Bill, why do you call yourself Bill the Conqueror? Why? Do, what do you conquer? And I just say, I conquer my fear. Whatever the fear is that day, I set up to conquer that. And sometimes I succeed, and sometimes I don't. There you go. That's that's me. I I I, I currently I just stream on Twitch. I do some social media for some people locally. Love it. Love everything you yeah. do. Thank you very much. I mean, I, I see you using the uh, the voice chats and the Red Jack network all the time, too. I see your name <laughs> popping up in there. Yep. Uh, I, I lurk through the server when anything goes. We're, we're in the server with uh, trying to provide a little bit of mental health support yep. to that growing community. And uh, I always see in the voice chat, Bill. Bill's there. Bill's always on. Yeah. Well, you know, and and it, you know, on that topic of mental health, it, I, I don't envy your job, Doctor Goku, because you, you, I don't, I, I, I honestly don't, because you, you, you hear nothing but darkness and complaining most of the time, and I'm like, you know, life is inherently better when we share light, when we share kindness, when we share, I did this awesome thing and that person did an awesome thing too. And so I, you know, I, I, I purposely go out of my way, especially in that, in in that discord to share positive stories where, you know, I didn't think that I had this in me, but apparently I did. So, you know, I feel, I feel awesome right now, you know, because I'm the kind of person that prefers us, prefers uh, solutions and that's why, Doctor Goku, I don't envy your job one bit. <laughs> I that was the one thing when I um when I when when I found out that Bill the Conqueror was coming on the the podcast, I, I, and I'm sorry I didn't I I, I wasn't familiar. Mm-hmm. 
I so I did. I, I did a little stalking. I stalked your Twitter and I found your Twitch. Wow. That is the one thing that you exhume. You exhume positivity. You throw it out there, and it is contagious. And I love it. I I, I did I did a skim through the Twitter, and I absolutely I was like, this guy's amazing. Follow, follow, subscribe. Like, <laughs> thank you. I, I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. I mean, I was very happy to meet you. Thank you very much. I, Being and, positive, and, and on a side note, a lot of people kind of knock on being positive. A lot of people, uh, when they hear having a positive mindset, and they often disregard the fact that, oh, it's not working because I've tried being positive for two days and I'm still <laughs> feeling like crap. Right. It's something that happens over time. Mm-hmm. It, it's called a, a cognitive bias. So if you still have a negative cognitive bias, you get stuck in this negative loop. So you're going to have these confirmation biases where you're going to just see the things that confirm the way you feel. So if you feel like crap, you're going to see the things that make you feel like crap. But if you're trying to be more positive and you practice it day after day after day, then things start to become not as crap and a little bit better. And then eventually you start having a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, I, you know, I spent, I spent 20 years, years of my life as a fast pitch softball umpire. I worked, I worked my way up to the division one college level. Okay. It, there's not a whole lot you can say to me that I have not heard before. It's very rare when someone <laughs> comes at me with something like, wow, that was actually pretty good. I hadn't heard that one before, but <laughs> the, the, the one trait that makes an umpire or a referee good is just having that uh, a resilient nature and uh, you know people say it's a it's a positive mindset it's more of a growth mindset where I've, okay i made this mistake today i'm not going to make this mistake tomorrow or the next time i'm going to try something new and fix that and 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 it's a series of small positive choices that end up being something great. I don't know if anybody remembers April 26th of 2008 girl hits a home run over the fence uh, softball. She misses first base. She goes back to touch first base and she tears up her, her, her uh, a knee and the defense then picks her up and carries her around the field all the way home. Okay. That is, that was the ultimate and still to this day, the ultimate show of sportsmanship ever. I was the umpire on that field. Me. No kidding. Drop dead serious. Drop dead serious. If you go into YouTube right now, you type in CWU softball and you look at that video, the guy in the background and the guy in the background, the back, back background with the light blue shirt is me. It's one of those moments in time where I'm like, I am actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And for years after that, I was, because of that specific incident, I was the, I was one of the questions on the NCAA softball test. What happens? What you know? What do you do when this happens? And I knew the rule. And it so I, I've I've affected sports and affected life and affected more than I will ever ever know. I had someone tell me once about three years ago. I drove through. I was driving, driving through the Midwest. Some he was driving through the Midwest somewhere. He says I saw the billboard with those two softball players. Please, 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 carrying that girl around the bases, and I thought of you, and I'm like, 
Okay. So apparently, you know, I mean, apparently I have that effect and it's just, it didn't happen overnight and it's not something you wake up and you just, you just, you know, magically know everything's awesome. You just keep on going, you know, so. It's a conscious effort. Yeah. That's, that's how I explain it to a, a lot of, a lot of people that I see. It's a conscious effort to at least positively or th- for one moment a day it's just that true effort and after a while it becomes a lot easier it also helps a great Absolutely. deal it, it also helps a great deal to see other humans for what they can be and not take stuff stuff personally because really there's like six people in my life that like know me and everybody else is like oh yeah that's bill and that's it, you know. So I I, <laughs> I I work very hard at not taking things personally and trying to see others for what they can uh, uh, become. It's really hard to do because the world thrives on negativity right now. So <laughs> you're not wrong about that, and uh, yeah, you know, a lot of the uh, news and stuff like that thrive on it as well. I mean. Shoot, what was uh, there was a quote back in the Great Depression? Don't let a good disaster go to waste, and uh, it's a terrible thing, but it, it, it there's a lot of truth in it too. You know, a lot of corporations and this and that. It's pretty bad, but I want to carry this conversation into our mental health topic for tonight, and our mental health topic tonight has developed. Uh, from a conversation earlier this week that stemmed from something that a conversation that was being had over the weekend and leading into early in this week. And I'm really curious or just excited about this conversation because I feel there's, it's seen a lot right now all over the place. As much as we love to see and help uh, support and promote everyone that about mental health awareness and everything, but psychobabble is a real thing. And you have to be very careful what you say out in the world right now. But Dr. Goku, uh, would you like to lead us into uh, psychobabble? Sure. So like you were mentioning, Joe, it's, you need to be very careful about what you say just because the term that you're using may not necessarily mean the thing that you think it means. So every specialized profession has its terminology that helps unify and simplify conversations between professionals. However, it's often uh, the case that other, other individuals may take some of those terms and use them in their daily lives, often not using them in the correct context. In the field of psychology, this is called psychobabble, and there are multiple different versions on different types of uh, studies or fields that you, you may see. So it's coming from the words psychology, which is the study of the mind, and babble, meaning the meaningless or intelligible sounds. Psychobabble is a type of speech that relies heavily on using psychological jargon, buzzwords or expressions often coming from individuals who have little to no psychological training and they may try to present themselves as more knowledgeable or credible than they are so please see more information on um, 
I know it all experts. Uh, Dr. Mike uh, has a really good video on the topic and a TED talk on it. And uh, go see my discussion that we had on the Dunning-Kruger effect as well. So writer Dean Rosen coined the term as people often use colloquial psychology, psychology terms in their general speech. Uh, with the proliferation of self-help books, magazines, TV shows, and an increase in therapy, people use the terms as part of the social and cultural zeitgeist. As such, people in, uh, often use psychological diagnoses uh, and the terms associated with it as general explanations for certain behaviors. Example, OCD for liking things to be clean. The problem with this is that it tends to pathologize normal behavior as the term is misused. Example, mood swings equal bipolar. The problem with psychobabble uh, and those who often use it negatively is that it tends to dilute the term, morphing them into something that is completely different from the scientific meaning. Some people may prey on people's lack of understanding or certain things to present miracle cures or treatments that aren't evidence-based, which can Stay have... Loyal. Exactly, which can have a more harmful effect than good for the individual. A few years ago, there was a PSA uh, made by the OPQ, which is a professional uh, regulating body uh, for psychologists in Quebec, Canada. Hmm. They demonstrated the point of having an untrained person entering someone's mind and preventing, uh, providing certain treatments akin to a bull in a china shop. So psychobabble can create wrongful labels for people. They can carry these detrimental labels with them for their entire lives, identifying and defining themselves by them, not knowing that they don't necessarily meet any of the diagnostic criteria. But this can also cause considerable amounts of emotional distress for people who do suffer from professionally diagnosed disorders but are often minimized by people close to them due to the misunderstanding of the terms. Example, being antisocial means not wanting to stay home, away from other people, but is a pervasive personality disorder where the individual tends to disregard societal rules and are often incarcerated. Suffering from OCD, so obsessive compulsive disorder, is not wanting things to be clean or in order. But someone who suffers from a pervasive of intrusive thoughts, which can cause severe emotional distress and physical pain to certain types of compulsions. Someone that's suffering from depression is not just someone that's being sad, but is a persistent negative thinking loop that affects all aspects of the person's life of the person's life they can't just stop being sad people who have psychological disorders are not exaggerating their difficulties on the contrary psychobabble has often minimized and twisted what they struggle with on a daily and some uh, on a daily basis to something that should okay, that could easily be solved Unfortunately, there is no solving or cure for mental health, as so many have pronounced. 
effective psychological treatment and mental health management take time. And they help the person manage their difficulties and level the playing field. So we need to be very careful about the terms that we use. So I mentioned the mood swings. Mm -hmm. People will use, oh, I'm so bipolar because they switch from happy to sad in an hour. That's not suffering from bipolar disorder. That's just having a mood swing. Someone that suffers from bipolar disorder has a arcing high and an arcing low. And someone that suffers from bipolar one, when they go into manic states, can cause serious financial and physical harm to themselves. They fall into a psychotic break, which is a break from reality. Very high risk behaviors as well. Mm -hmm. I have a client that was hospitalized not long ago because he fell into a a manic state. Even the more simple terms uh, just uh, that I see thrown around a lot is, is is addiction. You know, I'm a, Oh, I'm to the show. Um, Mm. no, no, no. you just really like the show. Right. So, so, so to to Goku, so the, I guess you would call it the, the, uh, so the, uh, normalization of a term like OCD or, Mm -hmm. or addiction or, or, or even, uh, 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 depression. Is that a function of, is that sort of a function of, you know, I see other people doing this. They get attention that I want. So therefore, uh, 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 I'm going to consciously or unconsciously, whatever that looks like, uh, 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 I'll do that. Not necessarily. It, what happens is people generally repeat what they hear. Okay. And oftentimes, again, I mentioned that cultural zeitgeist of we hear it so many times. So we tend to associate certain things with the word. Mm-hmm. rather than the psychological foundation behind the word. So oftentimes people will say, oh, I'm so depressed today. Yes, depressed is a state, but it's completely different than suffering from depression. So we need to bring, make a clear distinction between those. So someone that's suffering from, from depression, or they're going, often people will say, oh, you're just depressed or you're sad. And then they're minimizing the severity of what they're going through because when they feel depressed, they just watch a funny movie or do something that perks up their mood and they're better. And you can't really do that when you suffer from clinical depression. Right. I I have a few friends that suffer from, you know, clinical migraines and when they hear someone who's just got a bad headache go oh my god i'm having a migraine they want to literally reach out and no you no you don't (laughs) oh i used to have friends that are medicated with migraines and they you're i'm talking you're incapacitated for an entire day or two yeah yeah, like we have a guy at work and uh he uh his name's kevin he just he gets a migraine in the morning i can I can immediately see it and it's go home, go home. You're not going to make it through the day. Go home. And uh, uh, examples for me, I, I suffer from seasonal allergies for, for hay fever. So I, I take medication for it. So kind of starting up now due to, to the weather and most times I'm fine, but on some of those rare occasions, 
I don't know why I'll have those types of allergy attacks that'll just hit me and knock me out for an entire day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a switch just flipped and I am just incapacitated for the entire day. No yep. matter how much um, antihistamine I, I take, I, I'm done. <laughs> so doc, I, I wanted to get your opinion on this then. Um, and I hope I'm not veering too much off the topic, mm-hmm. but there's a big push on like social media and, and like TikTok, and they make, not that they make fun of depression, but every other TikTok is either mentioning it or saying, you know, someone is making a video about it. Is, is that, is that a form? Would that be considered something of like a psychobabble thing where if somebody's upset, they make a video of it. I know it's a gray area. I don't want to misspeak either at the same time. So I, I don't know those people. They may suffer from clinical, clinical depression. It, right. it varies from person to person for sure. But we we need to be aware of who the person is talking and what they really s- suffer from. Mm. So one person's recollection or recounting of what's going on does not make them an expert on the topic. Right. It makes them an expert on them. Right. If you suffer from clinical depression, if you have sought therapy, it makes you an expert on you, on your depression, on what works for you. Yeah. Does it make and you an expert right. in psychology? Does it make you an expert in depression? Does it make you an expert on self-help? It just makes you an expert on what works for you. And that's a good thing. You want to be an expert on right. you. Exactly. Right, and, and I dealt with this a lot in a, in a non-psychology uh, way. Like I said, I've been an umpire for 20 years. And to hear people talk about rules because they read it one time in a book five years ago or to, pe- to have people sit there and, and, and try to tell you what you're doing and they're, they're not wearing the uniform and they have never gone through it. And when you try to explain how they're wrong in a calm and rational manner – they they still think you're wrong. And so that just leads to like, okay, look, I'm not even going to waste my time with you because one, you just want to be right. And two, you don't, you don't actually, actually care enough to want to learn. So it comes to that discussion I had or we had about Dunning-Kruger yeah. and most uh, professionals will kind of give you the same example that when we go through school, we have... Uh, that first psychopathology class and the professor will say, one, you're going to learn about all of these psychopathologies. Two, you're going to think you have all of them. Three, diagnostic criteria that need to be understood. So you go through the class and you go, oh my God, I have this. Oh my God, this fits me. Oh my God, this is me. Where, yes, you may meet a certain criteria, the understanding of that criteria, the minutia within the criteria is something completely different. So it's written in a way that's very generalized, mm-hmm. but then you need the psychological background of the clinician to kind of discern of, is it meeting the threshold or is it not meeting the threshold? Right. Right. Not everybody. And I, I personally don't expect anybody, but not, it takes, you got to be able to understand and read the DSM because that's yeah, really, this would be the point where I would show you that 
the purple Bible. I just don't have yes. a copy of it here. Mine's somewhere in here. Um, right. Mine's at my office. Yes, it's, maybe it's underneath that stack of paper over there. Yeah, uh, next probably. To <laughs> it's it's either that or it's underneath a cat. Um. <laughs> so the, the DSM for people that don't know, it's called the Di- um, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. So fifth edition, which mm-hmm. is the the Bible that all psychologists and psychiatrists use that have all the diagnostic criterias for all of the psychological disorders within North America. When we look to Europe, they use the ICDM right. or ICD-10. Hmm. ICD-10, I think it's up to now. It's yeah. up to 10, yeah. And so the inter- International Classification of Disorders. And that's and that's the key thing to remember is that within within either one of those there is very specific criteria that must be met that must be and met over a period of time. If you can meet the criteria for depression, but you have to you have, you kind of have to say like yeah no you've been having persistent symptoms for. I'm, I could be misquoting for six months for a specific for most diagnosis. days for more than. Oh, was it around six months? Yeah. Rusty on that one. <laughs> you know, and and that's really the difference between, you know, it, it, if we're looking at it at a diagnostic mode, that's the difference. It, it's it's that, re- it really is. It's that minute detail that can make or break a diagnosis. And you don't want to try to over-diagnose or to over, um, you know, or over-say, or even just label, nah, you know what? you're depressed. Like, no, no, let's talk about it. Let's take a look. Let's see what's going on. Is it situational or is it a clinical or a biological component here? That's more important to figure out. And to to kind of bring it back to psychobabble, oftentimes people will take those diagnostic criteria, those elements and jump to the conclusion, oh, oh, I have this. Mm -hmm. I, I used OCD a little bit earlier. Um, Someone that likes things in order. They say, oh, I'm so OCD about this. Or they need to do something in a specific order. Because it's so used in just a zeitgeist sense of, oh, order equals OCD if you like something a certain way. And that's not even close to what OCD is. Right. OCD is this incoming... uh, obsession, pervasive, intrusive thought that kind of gnaws at you that the only way you can tame it or calm it down is by doing a specific ritualistic behavior that creates such an impact in your life, either uh, in your home life, your work life, your professional life, uh, multiple aspects, that it it creates that, that difficulty. Yeah. So leaving the house and checking the door once to make sure that it's locked. No, it's not suffering from OCD. Going back to the door five or six different times before leaving, that may be on the inclination towards OCD. And that's why I was saying in in, uh, about the TikTok before, because you see a lot of people will say, oh, I stubbed my toe. I have depression. And it's like, no, don't believe that. <laughs> Please. That's not that's not a concern. That's not a reason. And and that again minimizes yes. 
the people that do suffer from depression. Yeah. Because often people will say, well, I can deal with it. Why can't you? Right. Right. And even within the diagnostic criteria, there's varying degrees. And when you mm-hmm. diagnose someone with um, major depressive disorder, you label it as mild, moderate, or severe. Right. Right. And then you have specifiers within that as well. Now, you got that aspect of psychobabble, but what about the, the snake oil sales, salesman? The snake oil. Yeah. Using, using big words to sound smart. Finding the people that are getting quite a large following behind them and in or, you know, structuring things to sound like they know what they're talking about when in reality they have no background whatsoever so, and uh, I- are leading people. Uh, right. You know. so, 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 it's interesting that you bring that up because I dealt with that a lot myself about, you know, you, 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 you meet people and they, they have the, they have pe- groups of followers, I guess, and they revere the leader as some kind of a, kind of a, kind of a, kind of a guru. And I think that's a, that's a, a shared trait to some extent by humans is that we have this, 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 feeling of finding the answers for whatever the answer for we find the, the answers for whatever our question might be and if we think we found the answer with this one person we 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 buy into their we we buy into what they are offering because we just have this innate fear of i don't understand i'm not smart enough you know uh, 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 i need a uh 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 uh, a guru to to uh, uh, guide me, right? So a, a good example of that is uh, David Koresh. I don't know if you guys know who David exactly. Koresh is. Exactly, yeah. So he, he was the, the guy in charge of Waco. Um, there's a really okay. good um, series on Netflix that came out not a long ago, uh, kind of retelling a little bit about mm-hmm. what Waco was and what not to do in terms of or, or negotiations. But those types of leaders tend to prey on the vulnerabilities of people. Yeah. They are this eccentric leader that I am the one with the answers that can help you find the, the salvation or the, the remedy for your ailment. Um, a, a good example of that as well, um, there was a product that was released or kickstarted not long ago called uh, Kalo. I don't know if anyone heard about Kalo. So, Sounds familiar. K a i l o. So there's a YouTuber called Thunderfoot that made a, a really good video on it. Um, was it uh, about a week ago? So it was this revolutionary pain patch that you just slap on this patch of plastic and nanotransmitters, and it just poof magically takes your pain away. And Thunderfoot made a really good argument of they're selling this to you for 200 bucks. If it does what it claims it does, it would have been patented, picked up by every major pharmaceutical organization and deployed across the world. They wouldn't need to, to have some from crowdfunding. It's like flex seal. Yeah. Hmm. You shit don't work. <laughs> it, it, it looks like, I'm yeah. looking at it now. It looks like a lidocaine patch without the lidocaine. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it, so I, I would bet. I, you though. I, I, I would bet what they play upon is the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They play on the placebo oil. effect, and, and they prey on people's vulnerabilities. So people that suffer from mental health difficulties are a very vulnerable population. And when someone presents them to with this thing will help you deal with this thing that you're suffering from, well, they tend to want to jump on it. Mm-hmm. If someone's been suffering from those migraines and they come up to, look, you pay 500 bucks, take this thing, and all your, uh, your migraines are going to go away, it's very tempting, certainly when they're in that vulnerable state. Yeah. So do your homework. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, well psychobabble tends to kind of play on that to, to make the person sound like they really know what they're talking about. They they sell the message because they're using those big words that that jargon. And and one of the one of the one of the gripes that I personally have about a lot of online media is that they write headlines that sound exactly like this. Do this one thing and you won't be depressed ever again. You're like, what? Wait, what? Right. There is no one thing because if there was a one thing, I'd be reading I'd be out about of a job. It. Yeah. I, yeah. Me too. <laughs> exactly. I'd be done. Right. And it, but I mean, it, 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 it doesn't even have to be depression. You know, do this one thing and lose 20 pounds. Well, guess what? The one thing is stop eating so much. There you go. But, but what you have is what you have are articles with headlines written vaguely enough worded the right way. And believe me, this is a skill. I have been asked multiple times to write this stuff. It hurts my brain to write it, but it works. Unfortunately, you just say you, 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 you find an issue that is a hot button, losing weight, being pretty, uh, uh, being smarter, whatever the one thing is. And you say, do, do these two things and you'll be the, be the smartest person in the room or, or, or those stupid ads on Facebook. Only 14% of people can get this, get this, get this puzzle uh, right. And you're like, no, anybody with a brain and a, and a phone can, can look up, okay, this is how you solve it. It takes you that long, but the goal is to get you to, get you to click and react instead of thinking and, and deciding, right? Any therapist worth their salt will not make a promise that w- they will cure you. What they will do is, and this is what I say to most of my clients as well, is I will be here with you through this journey and help you in any way that I can to learn the tools that will help you manage what's going on. Not promising a cure. We're not going to solve what's going on. Because you, you can't. You can't cure mental health. So and I think that also speaks that also speaks to how humans in general think. They think people generally generally believe that happiness is this thing, and once I have it, I will always have it. So they, they're constantly striving to be happy uh. when 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 it's not it's not a destination. It's a it's a a a a process. I didn't I didn't become a good umpire the first time I walked on a field. I became a good umpire, you know eight years later when I started to really figure stuff out, you know, I, I didn't start off being a 
positive, upbeat person. I had to make a decision like, okay, I'm not going to be angry about this. You know, uh, I'm going to choose to forgive this person, even if I never tell them that I forgive them. Or I'm going to choose to forgive myself for being a moron and making a really bad decision and saying things that I shouldn't have said to that person. I'm going to forgive myself because that's the hardest part, right? And I often talk about being happy as this simple equation of one more day. In a year, if you have 183 good days and 182 bad days, that was a good year. Simple as that. When you think about it, for an entire year, you can have 182 bad days. Sounds like a lot of bad days. But you have one more, and it's a good year. Well, and... You know, and that 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 speaks to humans in general being pretty uh, 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 resilient creatures. I know that I dealt with a lot of issues in my own life and my own problems, and I always I always tried to keep the mindset of you know there might be a day when this crushes me when I can't get up and when I can't function like a human or this breaks me in half and I just ruin the rest of my life. But that day is not going to be today. It might be in the future, but it's not going to be today. And and that mindset of, okay, not today, not today. And then eventually got to the point where like, okay, you know, I, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, now I'm in a better mindset of, you know, I making better decisions that over time pile up to where, you know, I'm now a completely different person, you know. Motivated yourself. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. No, I, I, I absolutely love this topic. I know we can spend all night talking on it. You know, thank you so much, uh, you know, Dr. Goku and Matt and Bill and everybody for, you know, being a part of this conversation. I, it's definitely something that I would love to chat more about down the road. Maybe we'll bring it up uh, at a later time too, because it's we'll uh, circle back to it. Like we always yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, but right now let's talk about some gaming. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's dive back into that. Nate, why don't you yeah. bring us into some gaming news, man? Uh, so yeah, thankfully, you put the uh, the Destiny news right up in front because I know we could go long on that one. Every- actually, <laughs> actually, I didn't put that up in, uh, in front. I, if you look at the show notes, I put the dots, dots, dots in front of it because I knew if we touched on Destiny first, <laughs> we'd be spending all night on it. I don't. Well, it was a big that- thing that happened today. <laughs> well, there was there was patch notes released for a for a bug fix that was uh, or sorry. Oh, pa- <gasps> yeah. <laughs> People were not happy. Nope. I saw. I, I saw missed. That. I missed something. Yeah, what did I miss? Patch. What, what is it? Two point eight point one point three. Um. Sure. Look, sounds right. Patch note came out that said fix the fell winner's lie bug. Oh. <laughs> Which was annoying because you were after hours and hours on grinding. Oh, I had the last step, and you go to the bunker, you yes. open it up, Hello. and you low. <laughs> you just get spawned in, right in front of Eris, <laughs> and you're in a bug state, and you have to wait for the fix. <laughs> yep. Now, now you you just give gave like a little synopsis about that. So what what Nate and uh, Dr. Goku are talking about in Destiny 2 right now. Uh, there is a quest for the Fell Winter's Lie shotgun and to. You mean sniper rifle? Fell Winter's sniper, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is from Destiny 1, which was a 
PVP dominating, you know, uh, firearm. And it was, it really was. And they brought it back. It's so good right now. They brought it back with a static roll, I believe. It's not random, right? It's static. No, No, it's static and it has shot package. Yep. Well, and so each. In so on the, so the third and fourth columns, though you have have some perks that you can you can choose. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good too. You know, a little variety on that. But the and one you, you really care for on. it has a masterwork of range yep. and shot package. Yep. Don't learn, do they? <laughs> so it's a sniper well, rifle. <laughs> it always was. But getting back to the quest, and you know, the start of this, it the quest was called the lie to go after this. And it got to a certain point where Dr. Goku just touched. As soon as you got to the last step, it was bugged out and would bring you to the moon location in front of Eris Porn. And no one could finish this, which people spent hours just kind of driving through the moon, trying to figure out what do we do? No, you know, directions, no, nothing. People thought, it might be like a little hidden quest, a puzzle to figure out. Nope, it was literally just a bug. Uh, uh, DMG went on Twitter uh, like, like late night and actually said, this is bugged. You know, we were working on a patch in the morning because it was about one in the morning when he put a message out. Like, kudos for, you know, uh, Bungie and constantly their community community team is just so top notch with communication and everything like that. I mean, and Dylan, get some sleep, man. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Take care uh, of yourself. For God's sake. Take sakes. care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Please. But uh, no, yeah, this bug. Uh, He's got friends this- play, and they went, uh, dude, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, no, but uh, for a little bit, I thought this kind of. How many people think that this was actually bugged or actually a planned like it was called the lie the quest is called the lie i think it was kind of the lie falls into the lore exactly it does it does does. but uh what show of hands bug Bug. Uh, i'm going bug 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 no, okay. I'm gonna be that one. I'm gonna be the okay, one out of six. That one, well, that see, one holdout. Let's see, mm-hmm. but, but see, Joe. I want you to know that you're not alone. There were people that actually thought Bungie wanted us to fail because they wanted us to not be able to complete the quest. Because as if we would have completed the quest, and all the all the all the all the all the pyramid ships will, will somehow somehow be stopped. You know, no, I don't think it was like that. I think it was literally tied in with at first. They had to patch the quest at the beginning because it called for yeah, nine, you had to nine, do million nine million of those public events, right. and they chopped it down. And we they pumped the community pumped it out by Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So Sunday night they wanted to jump into the rest of the quest, and they couldn't. Yeah, because they, of the bug. someone had I done think, the math that it would have taken one hundred and eighty eight days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To complete it. I think they actually were like, okay, they're going to crush this by Monday. We need to get a little more time out of it. They put that in there to draw it out to the weekend to get us closer to reset. That way it kind of is gated into the time frame that they were hoping for. Hmm. That's my, that's my theory. It's probably way off, but. And I'm probably yeah. going to edit this out. 
<laughs> that's that's where I'm sticking. But anyways, I don't want to get hung up on this all night. The one cool thing I did think that they brought back for this is if you were a fan of Destiny 1, you remember in the Rise of Iron, one of the funnest things to do was to climb Fell Winter's Peak. They brought that back in this quest. You can climb back up to the you know top of Fell Winter's Peak, and I think yeah, you kind of so glitched cool. through uh, yeah. in uh, the Vostok map, so you kind of glitched through that wall, yep. and then you can go back to uh, Fell Winter's Peak. Yep. I think that's so cool. Nice. That is, that is they cool. should just bring back that that location. They should, and uh, you know what? It's still there. So it is there. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be tied in somewhere because if it wasn't in destiny 2 if it was honestly not meant to be there you wouldn't be able to go there i mean no it's modeled and everything and i don't know if it's just a d1 asset but no it's where we're gonna go when the pyramids come shut up alan (laughs) i'll take i'll take I'll take right there. I love it. I love it. I love it. It just comes out of right field. Just, you know, it's where we're all going to go. <laughs> you know what? You're probably not wrong. And actually, we're not going to go to the farm. Well, so actually, <laughs> hold on, though. Yeah, hold we're going to go to the basement. <laughs> hold on, though. Once you complete the quest and you draw the full arc of the story and you and you read the lore behind the gun. Going to Fell Winter's Peak makes a lot of sense, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So if you haven't completed the quest, that's fine. I'll stop right there. What I'm seeing is you, it's important that you hear that last quest step. It's very important because it draws together a lot of things that don't make sense. And when you hear that story arc, you're like, Oh, now it, it makes it that I don't really trust Rasputin anymore. Exactly, and that's why I said that was why I said that 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 old glitch from like two weeks ago, where if you spawned in the tower, went to Zavala, and turned back around to Eververse, you could see see where the where something damaged the tower. That's more important when you think about that whole arc uh, of the story. So. I don't know why because they've been building Rasputin since Very true. Um, uh, the Warmind DLC. So for yeah. the last two years. Well, they kind of mm-hmm. had two years. A, uh, a year, year. A year. Uh, they've been building Rasputin for this past year, and you're thinking, oh, okay, he's going to be this this player, and and now you're just ooh. I hear not so sure anymore. I never trusted that. Anyways, <laughs> I want to go. Yeah. I want to see Charlemagne. I want to see him pop up. That war mind. I know we need to get a non. Somebody wake him up and you know get him to talk. Pick up Charlemagne. Yeah. yeah. No, war, but, war minds is not the attack. But the new season for uh, for Destiny Two, we're gonna see the pyramid ships come. You can see it on a uh, in one of the Rasputin bunkers. There's a mm-hmm. live feed. Uh, they're getting close. Uh, people are speculating. But they're changing skyboxes as well. Wait, uh, are they? All the locations uh, that you're going through. Uh, the more public events we're doing, the more of those towers are popping up in the skyboxes. Mm-hmm. Yep, they are. Ooh. So the if you ever notice when, towers? Yeah. 
Uh, so the more uh, well, the yeah, season goes on, weapons, aren't they? That's what we're trying to get going to shoot the Almighty out of the sky before it crashes into the last city. Yeah. So the the more as the season goes on, it, it was like the Vex Gate mm-hmm. back in um, in uh, the the season um, with uh, the Vex mm-hmm. back in. Uh, that was kind of a. A little lackluster at the end. It yeah, was so it's like, gonna we build in that really gate. hoping for like something really epic, and it was like it's just a big minotaur. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they said they're they're building no, was, uh, the each season on top of each other. That it's gonna come to a culmination point at the end of the the next season. Right. I mean, and I I fully believe them because Destiny or uh, Bungie has a huge track record. Um of kind of awesome stale stale like stagnant stagnant awesome mm. stagnant stagnant awesome so if you look at their track record and you've been playing destiny long enough you know the lulls are leading into something mm-hmm. and they always have a fantastic i'm not going to say redeemer but it's all by design they have to try things in these middle expansions and everything to make something great that they're working on down the road. Like half, let's say half the team is working on the fall expansion. Well, we want to try and implement this and that put this in this season, one little thing, see if that works, see what data we get from that. Put this in the next one, see what we get from that. Put this in the next one, see what we get from that. Okay. That worked. That didn't work. That somewhat worked. If we tweak it, it'll be really good. And then put it into the fall one and boom, there you go. I mean, that's where my mindset is with it. And I think we're, it's going to lead into something pretty awesome. I mean, I'm just excited we're getting a new race. Not a scorn or anything. I mean, a new enemy, the Veil. And, you know, I, I want to see where it goes. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where the next season's going to go. For sure. And that starts June 9th? June 9th. June 9th. So, so we're not far away from it. Um, oh. So, so, so as a thought for the fall expansion, I'll toss this out. You guys can kind of play with it. So the thoughts behind that people are saying that you're going to have, have them, have them holdren come back. Which has been which is which which has right. been hinted been, at for yeah. a long time, right? Okay. Yeah, we know he's there. He's right. been in the lore. Right. So here's my kind of short story version of what I think is gonna happen fall DLC. Siva. No. I'm kidding. No, no, it's not gonna be Siva. What's <laughs> gonna happen is this you're gonna have have a Muldrin come back. Cause and he and and there will be a push by Saint 14 to make him part of the vanguard because he's a hunter and you have have a zavala hold on and you have zavala who is still bitter about Cade being killed but saint 14 generally people love saint 14 and saint 14 puts his arms around Aldrin, who's who's a guardian doesn't know doesn't understand why he why why he wasn't here Right, he doesn't. He doesn't know why. You know, people hate him and they're throwing. He doesn't know why. He has no concept of it. Saint fourteen puts his arms around around Aldrin, says, "Whatever happened, happened. You're here now. We need you. We need your help." So that creates a 
a split. You have the people on Zavala's side who are like, no, he killed Cade. No, he can never. Then you have people who love Saint 14. like, well, you know, Saint 14's pretty upstanding dude. If Saint loves him, then I'm fine with it. So, Zavala. He has a good point. Exactly. It's Aldrin, but not Aldrin. Right. So, you have these two factions. You have Saint on one side and Zavala on the other. And Saint and Zavala decide we're going to have it out. We're just going to fight it out. Whoever wins, wins, and that's the end of it. Partway through the fight, you have Zavala, and he realizes this fight is pointless. We're just tearing ourselves apart. And he says to Saint, Saint, that's enough, man. That's, That's enough, man. You win. You're right. You win. Saint then beat, and I know this. I know this goes against what. Put a lot of what, thought in this. Yeah, you got this all played out. <laughs> I've been, I've been, Saint then, Saint then becomes he 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 then becomes the Titan Vanguard, and guess what? Zavala becomes the Speaker. I was going to say the Cryptarch. No, you have Zavala. He becomes. You have Zavala. He'd be better Zavala. than Rahul. So you, I agree. you know what? It would make sense that he becomes this, the, this right here is how you do spin foil. <laughs> so Nailed but it. but then that brings all of all of humanity together and yes people are still upset about losing Cade I get that part but but Aldrin has no concept of what that means cuz he's a guardian and he's forgotten everything so everybody's moving forward what happens then with so, so I know I know not mm-hmm. people like but what then happens is that I, what 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 then happens is Ikora has a spiritual crisis and has to go into seclusion. But that's just me talking out loud. <laughs> I got you, Nate. I got you, Nate. I got you. But that would make an awesome fall. That would that story. That story in the fall DLC would be the best story possible. Just it would also open up the door for faction wars again. Thank you. Bill, have you pitched this to anybody yet? <laughs> I please so I, half written out. <laughs> He's on chapter three. I'm not saying that sarcastically. Can you please pitch this? Okay. I mean, I would bet Bungie has already decided what they're going to do for the next two or three years, and that's fine. But I'm just saying that story in my head would make the best story ever. And and so when you combine with that with the fact they haven't done anything with Ikora in about six months. I'm like, she's the, one of the most powerful characters in the game, and she just stands there in the tower all day. Doesn't do a dang thing. Doing nothing. But we were like, she doesn't do anything. What does Amanda Holiday do? It's kind of do the song, and we flew around. That's that's what us warlocks do. Absolutely. I'm hey, Absolutely. Hey, I'm fine with the flu thing. Hey, I just want you to know that a couple weeks ago, for charity, I floofed. Now, I'm norm- I, I normally eat crayons for a living. But I floofed for charity a couple of weeks ago. We raised, it was, it, I, I'm telling you, I was part of this large group of streamers who pulled us off. We raised, I think we raised like 2,500 or some sort of insane amount of money for St. Jude. So I don't have any problem with warlocks. I'm just saying. <laughs> we got to do something with Ikora because she's just standing there in the tower and like, come on, girl, you're like, oh, just, she's got this cool sort of vibe hotness to her. I'm like, oh, she's. Were there my now <laughs> bill <laughs> she can she can i'm telling you right now she can teleport me anywhere she wants so okay I'm, moving on <laughs> hey what else we got in the news? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I gotta go oh, home. Boy. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> no, this is how we got here. <laughs> oh. Anyway, sorry about that. I'll stop now. All right. So next next thing we have on topic. Apparently, Epic has been doing this run. Uh, it, is this going to become a trend where they're just giving away a free game every week or so? They have doing. Been. Yeah, they're doing. It, it's called their. Uh, What's it called? It's an epic mega sale right. event. I mean, they were giving yeah, away epic free mega games. sale event. They were giving away free games uh, monthly. I want to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got the the Arkham trilogy for for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome. Oh, I guess back on back in September mm-hmm. for I... Batman's 80th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Wow. So last week they gave uh, GTA Five out for free, and it kiboshed the entire Epic Store and Fortnite servers. Broke so everything. They are giving away Civ Six, another very highly popular. You know, if, if you're a, if you're if you're a fan of the Civ franchise, Civ Six is one of the. Um, I think it's one of the the more favored of the group. Yeah, it, it's you the, the new the new six? game in the in the Civilization uh series. It's one of the most popular real-time strategy games. I like Check Citizen out. 6 better. I think that's a better <laughs> game. It was, I agree with you, Joe. It was a good game. <laughs> Thanks, man. I got you. I got you. <laughs> it's a little insight thing if you're listening uh right before we got on. Nate loves picking on my uh, grammar and mistakes and uh <laughs> he picked it up as soon as we got in and he goes, "Joe, uh I got you, bud. Don't worry. And he pointed out, I wrote in the show notes, Citizen 6, not Civilization. Which sounds like sounds like something that would be a, like a, a sequel to THX 1138, right? What is that? Huh? 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 <laughs> what? You don't know THX 1138? I need an adult again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm broken. You're not the only so, one. So Cliff Notes. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what does that break down to? It is George Lucas. You know who George Lucas is, right? Who? Oh, so it was George Lucas's first film prior to Star Wars. <laughs> oh, good for him. I mean, <laughs> that's where THX was born, right? <clears throat> so, what the hell is THX? So is that the the, uh, the sound standard? Yes. So, oh. so right. So, so when so when George Lucas actually made the first trilogy, he had to had to invent a lot of his own own, own, own technology to make it work. Before this gets derailed, this is something like Citizen Six sounds like it would be a sequel to the <laughs> series. <Yep. laughs> but speaking of movies and kind of reinventing it, uh, the next point on, on non gaming news, as the background can kind of show. <laughs> they finally announced the long-awaited Snyder Cut for Justice League. True story. Released in 2021 on HBO Max. If it's done, why are they waiting until 2021? It's not done. They, oh. they green-lit it, and they're giving Zack Snyder uh, time to actually finish it. So what had happened is... During the production of the movie, uh, Zack Snyder had a loss in the family, and the movie was uh, not finished and was given to Joss Whedon and kind of kiboshed by the studios. 
Oh, I thought it was J.J. Abrams that finished it. No, it was uh, Joss Whedon. So the Snyder Cut is a four-hour cut of the movie. So the movie's going to be four hours long. Shut oh, up. my God. Or it's going to be divided into six chapters. And they have a 20 to $30 million budget to finish the CGI. Oh. <laughs> and all of it will be cleaning on up HB, Harvey on Kavell's HBO mustache. Oh, yes. My body just hurts thinking about sit, sitting there for No, you know hours. what? Good. You know what? You're going to be home watching it. So hopefully oh. your couch is comfortable. Um, <laughs> no, good for but him. It, good for them for Greenlight. I know the article I read touched on. He did a rough cut of it, showed it a private screening at his house or somewhere, and it was... <laughs> It was received very well, and mm. is if you've seen any of uh, Zach's previous movies in the DC universe, it's a very dark tone. He takes Man of DC. Steel was really good. Batman v Superman, is, I'm guessing that was kind of kiboshed by the studios as well. Mm-hmm. WB Studios are tend to kind of kibosh their movies. The best part of, actually, to tell you the truth, there's uh, lingering rumors about them remaking that one, doing a remake of Batman vs. Superman. Uh, but the best part of that movie, two parts. One, when Batman went into the warehouse and oh, so went all, you know, Arkham City on the bad guys throughout mm-hmm. the building. That was an awesome scene. Yep. And ben Affleck is a great Batman. Yeah, I thought so, too. You may get flack for a lot of the other movies, but he was a perfect Batman. (laughs) He might have been flat for, you know, 25 other movies he's made, but Batman, he was good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, you know, I thought he was great, too, and a lot of people don't like it because he portrayed a Batman that this is all after the fact. This is mm, after yeah, this he's is, fought that uh, uh, Joker. This is after the pain, after all that stuff that you would catch. This is Batman retired after years of. This is almost Batman Beyond. Like no, no, it, it, in between Batman and Batman Beyond type of thing. Almost. So, so what this is, in case people, in I think you have to be almost my age to know this. There was there was a a two book two comic book miniseries written. Written, drawn, inked, hundred percent was 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 a uh, uh, Frank Miller. Was, yes, Dark Knight Returns. Yes, Frank Miller. Dark Knight Returns. Batman versus Superman is a watered down version of that comic, mm. and and that movie failed mm. because and Frank Death of Mil- Superman. Yes, Frank Miller is a freaking genius. If they'd have taken more of Frank Miller's concepts and tried to put them into the story, it would have done a ton better. But well, they, they actually did-, did that. They actually made a. A Dark Knight Returns movie. They they have so right. Marvel Cinematic Universe and then DC Animated. <laughs> right, yes, but right, but right. So so huh? so so why is it that the DC Animated Universe is so much better than so the actual good. movies? Oh, dude, some of the it's so dark and gritty and all mm-hmm. they swear they, and everything. Oh, they stay ahead. true to the to the comics. Yes. To the source. They stay yeah. true to that. They make yes. the they make the source material come to life right. realistically. Do you think they have more freedom to do so? Like I it's would... like actors and agents going, you know, you know, my actor, you know, 
can't, you know, they need more screen time. We need to put in no. more scenes for that. Well, they, they can do, do more because they, they know they, they give more creative liberty because they know they, they do good work because mm. it's like Mortal they've Kombat. proven their abilities since the late eighties. They, yeah. it, it started with Batman, the animated series. That's that where DC best. Animated started. Oh, that was the best series ever. Apparently, oh, that guy's voicing something. The voice actor for that Batman is doing something. Kevin Conroy? Sport. Yeah, he's doing another so He's doing something project. on Instagram that he's reading the new versions of uh, The Adventures of Batman. So it's the comic that ends after The New Adventures of Batman, which is the season four, three or four of uh, the Batman the Animated Series. Well, see, I I think part of the reason that live-action movies, at least on the DC side, aren't living up to their expectations is that is that they're trying to make... It, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the actors. I think it has more to do with the studio trying to appeal to a certain group of people in a certain way that 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 just doesn't fit anymore because it because when it comes to batman the animated series and the way the batman cartoons and the comic books in general have drawn batman is gritty and tough and and intelligent beyond what people understand that's why and that's part of the reason that you won't ever see a a a full live action version of of injustice because you will never have a live action movie where Superman puts his, puts his hand through the Joker's Joker's chest. You will never have that because that, Mm -hmm. because that, 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 that action would destroy the, would destroy what people think of Superman from age nine to uh, 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 90 because, because Superman is this, is this is this icon of virtue? He's this paragon of 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 gentleness. Even though he could probably destroy everybody if you wanted to, that's why it works in the works in the works in the animation level. But it will never work in the in live action level. I feel like part of the problem. Oh, go ahead, Alan. Like part of the problem with the transferring to live action stuff is, like you said, they try to make it for a bigger audience. They try to make it more realistic so people can believe it more when you look at the source material for some of this stuff and it's there's no reason for it to be believable it's you know coming from some person's imagination drawn in cartoon where they can literally do anything and rationalize it by like space magic hey yeah you know so what happens as well is dc is they're trying to make their movies so much darker than the marvel movies while Mm -hmm. marvel has the the action and the the cinematography, but they also have the lightheartedness that kind of comes along with uh, with Marvel comics. Right. Mm-hmm. One thing that I I think the DC movies don't necessarily do so well is to kind of capture some of the essence of some of the characters. Just because if you look at the the Nolan uh, Dark Knight trilogy, it's a good Batman story but it's not Batman mm-hmm. in the essence of the character. It, it's not the essence of Batman. Christian Bale was really good in it, but he's not the, uh, it's not the detective 
and intelligent Bruce Wayne that we know. Right. The thing that I saw in the news was uh, Kevin Conroy was going to play Bruce Wayne in Crisis of Infinity Earths, where he plays yeah, the, the uh, old the man Bruce crossover. Wayne. Yeah, he plays the old man Bruce Wayne uh, with, there's a picture of him actually with the Batman Beyond costume behind him. <laughs> nice. That's it. I don't know if you know this, but Dr. Goku is a DC fan. I'm, Especially uh, with Batman. I'm a big Batman fan, as you can see. If you haven't, right? could tell from the shelves behind him. So Dark, Dark Knight, Christian Bale, mm-hmm. Arkham City, and I have the Batwing there, and I have some more over there. <laughs> no pad. <laughs> What's this? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you like that? There you go, Nate. <laughs> That's what the hell? You're we are professionals did? here. <laughs> That's why. That's why Nate was dancing before. I was wondering what he was doing. Nate's like, Nate's like doing yeah, this know, thing. Like, Nate, and I'm like, I'm like, like doing the, he, I thought, I, I honestly thought he was somebody. Doing, that's what I thought. I went to go look in the Twitch chat really quick and I'm like, nobody's asking for a dance. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to put, if you're, if you're listening, I'm going to edit this out. So it'll be gone. But yeah, uh, I, I popped a chat box open and apparently it was open over <laughs> Nate or something. Over Nate's face. <laughs> And uh, I didn't notice it. And high quality uh, production value. Folks. It was deliberate. You know that, Joe. <laughs> I swear, I had no idea. Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked. This is this is the kind of stuff that I rib Joe about. You know, he just makes these little stu- silly things, and instead of just being like, "Dude, you're blocking my face," <laughs> I'm subtle and snarky, and he loves me for uh... it. Never admit it. <laughs> no, no. Time, Fair enough. Time step here. <laughs> no, I love it. Love you, man. Uh, we can literally sit and talk mm-hmm. about the Snyder Cut. All, actually, we went from the Snyder Cut to everything else. Yes. So uh, with, let's with move HBO on. Max, we, they're they're positioning themselves as another streaming service that you have to get. <sighs> Actually, I think if you have HBO now, you have access to it. It's going to be coming out. It's already uh, out. Oh, it is already out. I think I the think release it, date was May. Actually, no, May like 20th of 2020. So it's like next week. Just passed or it's coming or up today. next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very short. In Canada, we don't get it, but it's bundled in with, a crave so if you have a crave subscription you can get the access to hbo mm-hmm. we'll have to look into it i want to see what else is on it they were uh boasting like uh ten thousand hours of content and all this mm-hmm. stuff and i want to know why they feel the need to get need another streaming platform for their brand like it's hbo hbo on hbo go blah 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 it's because they want to get Come all on. your money <laughs> so i'm gonna pay 11.99 Twice? No. No, I'm going to pay eleven. Or, or they might just conglomerate it into one. I think that's what they're doing. Don't quote me, but... Because th- we'll there's a lot out. of streaming services out there now. It, it, yeah. 
those streaming services were supposed to be like Netflix to kind of cut your cable bill. But it's and then you have like this one stop shop, and now you're spending more on those streaming services than you are are for for cable. Well, it right. took a little while for the cable companies to catch on, but they they did. They they saw they're they're losing millions of dollars. Where are people going? Streaming service. What can we do to get those viewers back and that revenue? Make a streaming Make another service. streaming service. Okay, so we made a streaming service. Let's. What's out there? We have Google, Apple, Roku, blah blah blah. Put it on everything. Put it on cell phones. Make a contract. And you know what? They went to where people are. I mean, that's essentially. You know, we try and do the same thing just with mental health. We try and be where gamers are. So they're they just are going to where the viewers are and everybody and their brother. But I will say. Showtime, start, you know, fix your damn app, man. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right. All right. uh, Well, let's move on from there. So so what happened over the weekend, Alan? (laughs) Over the weekend, uh, Destiny 2 Esports and Last Rites hosted a charity stream where they raised money for Guardians MH. And they managed to raise over $2,600 for us and help promote mental health awareness for the whole weekend. And Friday and I think Saturday night, you guys, Joe, mm-hmm. and a couple others were on mm-hmm. messing around, playing some games. Yeah, so we played some Banner on Friday and we brought Matt through his first pit. Yes. Yes, and that was a lot Saturday. of fun. Which was fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Oh, so, so, okay. So I just want to make sure as a newbie going through the pit, when you get to the space with all the doors, so did the other two guys go, okay. So, so, so did the other two guys kind of send you ahead to the magical doors that when you got to one would shoot you off into space? No, (laughs) they were, they were very nice to me. Come on, there's rules here. I (laughs) did tell the story that I went (laughs) from King's Fall. Yeah, the original King's Fall of just troll. Yes, no, yeah. that yeah. the encounter. But, uh, what was it? I went through the first time I went through the pit. I went through with Roderick, and Roderick actually let me hit the wall, one of the doors, <laughs> and you know no, he helped design the pit. And he's like, I don't remember which door this was, but <laughs> it's to get something. I think it's like this one, and it's on the left somewhere. And it was like, he's like, oh, that's right. oh we actually need to go down there the path's down there i'm like i thought we had to go through one of these doors no i want to see you do that it was the expletive wall (laughs) yeah yeah yep yeah well yeah it's like it's so so it's it's like in the garden of salvation raid uh when you uh 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 beat the uh the 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 that 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 uh a large harpy with all the tubes so when you finish that part and you have to go through the next portal and they say hey so if we all go through this portal at the same time it's a triumph so ready one two and i knew i knew that i was being in trouble but i was going to play a lot okay ready one two three and i jumped through and died you know that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh people making their own little trolls within the community right right good fun kind of like how oh what's that so it's all in good fun, kind of how like I like, like how I rib you all the time, right? Yeah. 
But yeah, so good example, Nate. No, I'm kidding. Dollars raised over the weekend, and this was again uh, a, a pop up. Um, I have it on 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 good authority from people I know that are within last rights that this was actually been this has been planned for months. So they they wow. trying to devise a way to surprise us and do this 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 fundraiser for us. Mm. Kudos, thank you so much. Oh, yes, it's you. greatly appreciated. Yeah. yeah. We actually have something very special. Uh, we are working with a prop master uh, in the community that is designing something to thank them for for this charity stream. And it's such an honor and just it, it, it literally it leaves me speechless when people do this for us and do streams. I mean, you can ask Dr. Goku. We're so used to hosting our own. Yeah, that when somebody kind of does surreal. it for us, we don't know what to do with our hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> we need to do you know, something. Like, well, and again, it's one thing to do it. One thing to do it without even bothering to tell us. It's just like we're doing this for you, and we're not. It's it's not coordinated with us at all. This is this is right. yeah. Yeah, so they were nice enough to let us get on their schedule and do something. Yeah. Um, but we actually talked to somebody, and we are having something made special for them mm. to thank nice. them. And, you know, in the future, nice. anybody else that hits a certain goal with their charity, you know, with their stream or, you know, uh, you know benefit for us, uh, we'll do something special for them as well as a thank you. It's the least yes. we can do. And... uh yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, it really is. And it was so heartwarming. I think it was their first charity stream. Somebody was telling me, but uh, or it was uh, the Destiny 2 esports people mm. uh, were saying it was their first one. And but everybody absolutely was loving it. So they're looking forward to doing more in the future. And they did such a great job. I mean, there were a lot of really great blocks. And I love Polar Bear. So I had to tune in for Polar Bears for the its entirety and i try to host and follow and interact and all that as much as i possibly could to give them all the support from us that we possibly could and uh we did some great giveaways too um uh instead of dr goku winning uh matt's wife won from behind him <laughs> and gave a big old woohoo from behind so yes. it's like you know and uh you won you hear yeah <laughs> what and you look in the camera you see your hand go up like what just happened she just won but that's in the mail just so you know i got that sent i out. got it today so thank you and yep. then chewy's got mailed out as well so everybody's you know we did some great giveaways uh if you missed them <laughs> sorry we'll be doing more in the future but there were some really good ones and uh it was a lot of fun surprise that people do these things for us Hmm. yeah and that twenty six hundred is that's insane. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for so long, we did those streams for for other charities. Exactly. And to have people do those things for us, for us being on that flip side, it's, it's surprising and, and humbling at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's surreal. Uh, it's yeah, I. I I could gush right now. You know, uh, yeah, the words escape me right now of how to express exactly what that means and uh, just helping us promote mental health and do some of the things that we do to help others. I mean, that's 
what it's all about, helping others and creating things that and programs and things that will help other people or will help them find, you know, the resources that will guide them to the places they need to be to get the proper help for them. I mean, it's, thank you very much. You know, thank you. Um, what else do, is that all we have for uh, community news? Yeah, I think that's okay. it. Well, I, yeah. I think that wraps us up for, for this evening. This evening, well, you know, to us, it's evening to everybody yeah. else, you know, listening. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, f- you know, 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Edit number 46. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of the show where I just ramble on excessively. Uh, it's that time of night. Yeah. It is. It is. Right? But no, yeah. Bill, thank you so much for coming on with us. It was such a pleasure having you on again. Um, well, being on with you again, chatting. Uh, like I said at the beginning, at the top of the show, when we, when we first started, it's always a pleasure getting an opportunity to connect with you and to carry you know uh, our conversations further. And you're just very positive individual and i love everything you do and uh thank you very much thank you keep it up man i absolutely love it and if i ever get an opportunity uh to play with you on pc man i would absolutely love it i would i would love to play with you guys anytime you want on pc i i would i would i would i i would welcome that opportunity that'd be awesome that'd you're be not going to turn into a pumpkin are you at like a certain <laughs> time of night <laughs> because well, you know you know there is a point at which <laughs> probably an age thing. It's probably an age thing. I think I think I hit about two in the morning. I I start just kind of like going off on tangents, and it just it just gets worse from there. I'm just just saying. Okay, two o'clock to... in the morning is my cutoff. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> we might, might have to make that stream happen. Yeah, I am. I am. I am one hundred percent for that. I am one hundred percent for the late night goofiness stream. One hundred percent. Could you could you Love walk that. us through? Well, could you walk me through my first war zone? Uh, I can try really hard and That's, show you when uh, I, I, I can walk you through it, and, and I can show you what I, I can show you what show me not to do. I can show you a lot of things not to do. I'm okay with that. By example, <laughs> right? Don't do this. Don't I, I'm here. down for that as well. We need, we need to land. group up and work on that. Let's go. Don't land here. Watch out for this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll stream that. We'll all I'll download it. <laughs> It's a fun. It game. is free. It's, yes, it it's is free. free. It's a fun game. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a fun game. We'll look into that. That'll be a lot. Yeah, of fun we'll make. Day. We'll make it happen. <laughs> yes, I'm. 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 I'm 100 for that. 100. Thank you again, Bill, for coming on, and uh, thank you everybody for the great uh, topic this evening with uh, t- you know discussing the term uh, psychobabble. Uh, Matt, Doctor Goku, everybody, you know, it, it was a really good one. I really enjoyed this one, and. Uh, you know, thank you everybody that uh, tuned in to listen to us. Um, we're Guardians MH podcast. You can find us uh, on Twitter at Guardians MH on Twitch with the same. And if you want to email us, feel free to email us any questions, concerns, uh, suggestions, anything like that. If you need help finding any mental health resources and you're comfortable emailing us, it's uh, support at uh, guardiansmh.org you can also reach us on our twitter as well and as well as our discord server we have a fantastic discord server chat with mental health professionals 
peer support network there. And it's a great opportunity to get into a safe and inclusive atmosphere with others and open up and ask any questions that might be on the top of your head. You can find the podcast anywhere, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. We're there. And if you could do us a solid favor, uh, we don't ask this very often. And I, I, I really think we should uh, leave us a review. You know, uh, leave on us iTunes. A, give us a, a review on iTunes. iTunes, yeah. literally anywhere. You know, help help the podcast grow a little bit. That's that's how we grow. You know, give us a star, like us, share us, you know, help us grow a little bit more and have a little bit further reach. Really appreciate it. And thank you so much for tuning in with us. We'll catch you next time. Have Bye. a great day. Bye, everyone. Be well. Be well, everybody. Edit 47. Ha, 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 ha.